0: These suggestions, with many others, which at this time I may not, and dare not utter, neither by word nor pen, did make such a seizure upon my spirit, and did so overweigh my heart, both with their number, continuous and fierce force, that I felt as if there was nothing else, but these from morning to night within me, and as though indeed there could be room for nothing else, and also concluded that God had in very wrath to my soul given me up to them, to be carried away with them as a mighty whirlwind. Only by the distaste that they gave unto my spirit, I felt there was something in me, that refused to embrace them. But this consideration I then only had when God gave me leave to swallow my spittle. Otherwise the noise and strength and force of these temptations would drown and overflow, as if it were bury all such thought, or the remembrance of any such thing. While I was in this temptation, I often found my mind suddenly put upon it to curse and swear, or to speak some grievous things against God, or Christ, his Son, or of the Scriptures. Now I thought, surely I am possessed of the devil, at other times, again, I thought I should be bereft of my senses, for instead of lauding and magnifying God, the Lord, with others, if I but heard him spoken of, presently some most horrible, blasphemous thought or other would bolt out of my heart against him, so that whether I did think that God was, or again did think There was no such thing, no love, no peace, nor gracious disposition could I feel within me. These things did sink me into very deep despair, for I concluded that such things could not possibly be found among them that loved God. I often, when these temptations had been with force upon me, did compare myself to the case of a child who some gypsy hath by force took up in her arms and is carrying from friends and country. Kick, sometimes I did, and also shriek and cry, but yet I was bound in the wings of the temptation and the wind would carry me away. I thought also of Saul and of the evil spirit that did possess him and did greatly fear that my condition was the same with his. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14 In these days, when I have heard others talk of what was the sin against the Holy Ghost, then would the tempter so provoke me to desire to sin that sin, that I was as if I could not, must not, neither should be quiet until I had committed it. Now no sin would serve but that. If it were to be committed by the speaking of such a word, then I have been as if my mouth would have spoken that word, whether I would or no. And in so strong a measure was this temptation upon me, that often I have been ready to clap my hands under my chin to hold my mouth from opening, And to that end also I have had thoughts at other times to leap with my head downward into some muck hole or other to keep my mouth from speaking. Now again, I beheld the condition of the dog and toad and counted the state of everything that God had made far better than this dreadful state of mine and my companion's. Yea, gladly would I have been in the condition of a dog or horse, for I know they had no soul to perish under the everlasting weight of hell or sin, as mine was like to do. Nay, and though I saw this, felt this, and was broken to pieces with it, yet that which added to my sorrow was that I could not find that with all my soul I did desire deliverance. That scripture did also tear and rend my soul in the midst of these distractions. The wicked are like the troubled sea, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, said my God, to the wicked. Isaiah 57, verses 20 and 21. And now my heart was at times exceeding hard. If I would have given a thousand pounds for a tear, I could not shed one, no, nor sometimes scarce desire to shed one. I was much dejected to think that this should be my lot. I saw some could mourn and lament their sin. And others, again, could rejoice and bless God for Christ. And others, again, could quietly talk of, and with gladness remember the word of God. While I only was in the storm or tempest, this much sunk me. I thought my condition was alone. I would therefore much bewail my hard hap but get out of or get rid of these things I could not. While this temptation lasted, which was about a year, I could attend upon none of the ordinances of God, but with a sore and great affliction. Yea, then I was most distressed with blasphemies. If I had been hearing the word then uncleanness, blasphemies, and despairs would hold me a captive there. If I had been reading, then sometimes I had some thoughts to question all I read. Sometimes again my mind would be so strangely snatched away and possessed with other things that I have neither known nor regarded nor remembered so much as a sentence that but now I had read. In prayer also I was greatly troubled at this time. Sometimes I f- thought I felt Satan behind me pull my clothes. He would be also continually at me in time of prayer. To have done. Break off. Make haste. You have prayed enough and stay no longer. Still drawing my mind away. Sometimes also he would cast in such wicked thoughts as these, that I must pray to him or for him. I have had thoughts sometimes of that, Fall down, or, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Matthew 4, verse 9 Also when, because I have had wondering thoughts in the time of this duty, I have labored to compose my mind and fix it upon God. Then with great force has the tempter labored to distract me and confound me, and to turn away my mind by presenting to my heart in fancy the form of a bush, a bull, a besom, or the like, as if I should pray to these. To these he would also, at some times especially, so hold my mind that I was as if I could think of nothing else or pray to nothing else but to these or such as they yet at times I would have some strong and heart affecting apprehension of God and the reality of the truth of his gospel but oh how would my heart at such times put forth itself with inexpressible groanings my whole soul was then in every word I would cry with pangs after God that he would be merciful unto me but then I would be daunted again with such conceits as these I would think that God did mock at these my prayers saying and that in the audience of the holy angels This poor simple wretch doth hanker after me as if I had nothing to do with my mercy but to to bestow it on such as he. Alas, poor soul, how art thou deceived! It is not for such as thee to have favor with the highest. Then hath the temper come upon me also of such discouragement as these. You are very hot for mercy, but I will cool you. This frame shall not last always. Many have been as hot as you for a time, but I have quenched their zeal. And with this, such and such who were fallen off would set before mine eyes. Then I would be afraid that I should do so too. But, thought I, I am glad this came into my mind. Well, I will watch and take what care I can. Though you do, said Satan, I shall be too hard for you. I will cool you insensibly by degrees, by little and little. What care I, said he, though I be seven years in chilling thy heart, if I can do it at last. Continual rocking will lull a crying child asleep. I will ply it close, but I will have my end accomplished. Though you be burning hot at present, I can pull you from this fire. I shall have you cold before it be long. These things brought me into great straits. For as I at present could not find myself fit for present death, so I thought to live long would make me yet more unfit, for time would make me forget all, and where even the remembrance of the evil of sin, the worth of heaven, and the need I had of the blood of Christ to wash me, both out of my mind and thought, But I thank Christ Jesus, these things did not at present make me slack my crying, but rather did put me more upon it, like her who met with the adulterer. Deuteronomy 22, verse 27 In which days that was a good word to me, after I had suffered these things a while. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, etc., Shall separate us from the love of God which is in christ jesus romans eight thirty nine and now I hoped long life would not destroy me, nor make me miss of heaven. I had some supports in this temptation, though they were then all questioned by me that in Jeremiah chapter three, first one was something for me. And so was the consideration of the first four of that chapter that though we have spoken and done as evil things as we could yet we shall cry unto my god my father thou art the guide of my youth and shall return unto him i had also once a sweet glance from that in 2 corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I remember that one day, as I was sitting in a neighbor's house, and there very sad at the consideration of my many blasphemies. And I was saying in my mind, What ground have I to think that I, who have been so vile and abominable, should ever inherit eternal life? That word came suddenly upon me. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That also was a help unto me, because I live... You shall live also. But these words were but hints, touches and short visits. Though very sweet when present, only they lasted not. But like Peter's sheet, of a sudden were caught up from me to heaven again. Romans 8.13 John 14.19 Acts 10.16 But afterwards the Lord did more fully and graciously discover himself unto me and indeed did quite not only deliver me from the guilt that by these things was laid upon my conscience but also from the very filth thereof for the temptation was removed and I was put into my right mind again as other Christians were. I remember that one day as I was traveling into the country and musing on the wickedness and blasphemy of my heart and considering the enmity that was in me to God that scripture came into my mind having made peace through the blood of his cross Colossians 1.20 By which I was made to see both again and again that God and my souls were friends by His blood. Yea, I saw that the justice of God and my sinful soul could embrace and kiss each other through His blood. That was a good day to me. I hope I shall never forget it. Another time as I sat by the fire in my house, and was musing on my wretchedness. The Lord made that also a precious word unto me. For as much then, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil and deliver them who, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Hebrews 2.14 and 15 I thought that the glory of these words was then so weighty upon me, that I was both once and twice ready to swoon as I sat, yet not with grief and trouble, but with solid joy joy and peace. Chapter 6 At this time also I sat under the ministry of holy Mr. Gifford, whose doctrine, by God's grace, was much for my stability. This man made it much his business to deliver the people of God from all those hard and unsound test that by nature we are prone to. He would bid us take special heed that we took not upon any truth upon trust as from this or that or any other man or men but cry mightily to God that he would convince us of the reality thereof and establish us therein by his own spirit in the Holy Word. For said he If you do otherwise, when temptation comes, if strongly upon you, you not having received the word with evidence from heaven, will find you want that help and strength now to resist that once you thought you had. This was as seasonable to my soul as the former and latter rain in their season. For I had found that by sad experience the truth of these his words. For I had felt that no man can say, especially when tempted by the devil, that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Wherefore I found my soul through grace, very apt to drink in this doctrine, and to incline to pray to God that, in nothing that pertained to God's glory in my own eternal happiness, would He suffer me to be without the confirmation thereof from heaven. For now I saw clearly that there was an exceeding difference between the notion of the flesh and blood and the revelation of God in heaven. Also a great difference between that faith that is feigned And according to man's wisdom, and that which comes by a man's being born thereto of God. Matthew 16.17 1 John 5.1 But, oh, how my soul was now led from truth to truth by God, even from the birth and cradle of the Son of God to His ascension and second coming from heaven to judge the world. Truly I then found upon this account the great God was very good unto me. For to my remembrance there was not anything that I then cried unto God to make known and reveal unto me. But he was pleased to do it for me. I mean, not one part of the gospel of the Lord that I was orderly let into it. Methought I saw with great evidence from the four evangelists, the wonderful works of God in giving Jesus Christ to save us. From His conception and birth, even to His second coming to judgment, Methought I was as if I had seen Him born, as if I had seen Him grow up, as if I had seen Him walk through this world from the cradle to the cross, to which also when He came, I saw how gently he gave himself to be crucified and nailed on the cross for my sins and wicked doings. Also as I was musing on this his progress that passage dropped my spirit. He was ordained for the slaughter. 1 Peter 1 Verses 11-20 When I have considered also the truth of his resurrection, and have remembered that word, Touch me not, Mary, etc., I have seen as if he leaped out of the grave's mouth for joy that he was risen again, and had got the conquest over our dreadful foes. John twenty seventeen. I have also in the Spirit seen him a man on the right hand of God the Father for me. I have seen the manner of his coming from heaven to judge the world with glory and have been confirmed in these things by these scriptures. Acts one nine, seven fifty six, ten forty two, Hebrews 7.24 Revelations one eighteen, one 1 Thessalonians 4.17 and 18 Once I was troubled to know whether the Lord Jesus was man as well as God and God as well as man. And truly in those days let men say what they would unless I had it with evidence from heaven. All was nothing to me. I counted myself not set down in any truth of God. Well, I was much troubled about this point, and could not tell how to be resolved. At last, that in Revelations chapter five, first six came into my mind, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts. And in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. In the midst of the throne, thought I, there is the Godhead. In the midst of the elders, there is manhood. Oh, methought this did glister. It was a goodly touch and gave me sweet satisfaction. That other scripture also did help me much in this. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah nine six. Also, besides these teachings of God, in His Word, the Lord made use of two things to confirm me in this truth. The one was the errors of the fanatics, and the other was the guilt of sin. For as the fanatics did oppose the truth, so God did more confirm me in it by leading me into the Scripture that did wonderfully maintain it. The errors they maintained were 1. That the Holy Scriptures were not the Word of God. 2. That every man in the world had the Spirit of Christ, grace, faith, etc. 3. That Christ Jesus, as crucified, in dying 1,600 years ago, did not satisfy divine justice for the sins of the people. 4. That Christ's flesh and blood were within the saints. 5. That the bodies of the good and bad that are buried in the churchyard shall not Rise again. 6. That the resurrection is past with good men already. 7. That that man, Jesus, was crucified between two thieves on Mount Calvary in the land of Canaan by Judea, was not ascended above the starry heaven. 8. That he should not, even the same Jesus that died by the hands of the Jews, come again at the last day, and as man judge all nations, etc. Many more vile and abominable things were in those days fomented by them by which I was driven to a more nearer search of the scriptures and was, through their light and testimony, not only enlightened, but greatly confirmed and comforted in the truth. As I said, the guilt of sin did help me much, for still, as that would come upon me, the blood of Christ to take it off again and again, and that too sweetly, according to the Scriptures. O oh, friends, cry to God to reveal Jesus Christ unto you. There is none teacheth like him. It would be too long here to stay to tell you in particular how God did confirm me in all things of Christ. And how he did, that he might do so, lead me into his words, yea, and also how he did open them unto me, and make them shine before me, and cause them to dwell with me, talk with me, and comfort me over and over, both of his being and the being of his Son and Spirit and Word and Gospel. Only this, as I said before, I will say unto you again that in general he was pleased to take this course with me. First to suffer me to be afflicted with temptations concerning them and then reveal them unto me. As sometimes I would lie under great guilt for sin even crushed to the ground therewith. And then the Lord would show me that death of Christ yea so sprinkle my conscience with his blood that I would find and that before I was aware that in that conscience were but just now did reign and rage the law even there would rest and abide the peace and love of God through Christ now I had an evidence as I thought of my salvation from heaven with many golden seals thereon all hanging in my sight now could I remember this manifestation and the other discovery of grace and comfort and would often long and desire that the last day were come that I might be forever inflamed with the sight and joy and communion with him whose head was crowned with thorns, whose face was spit upon, and body broken, and so made an offering from my sins. For whereas before I lay continually trembling at the mouth of hell, now methought, I was God so far therefrom, that when I looked back, I could scarce discern it. And oh, thought I, that I were fourscore years old now, that I might die quickly, that my soul might be gone to rest. But before I had got thus far out of these my temptations, I did greatly long to see some ancient godly man's experience, who had written some hundreds of years before I was born, For those who had written in our days, I thought, but I desire them now to pardon me, that they had written only that which others felt, or else had, through the strength of their wits and parts, studied to answer such objections as they perceived others were perplexed with, without going down themselves into the deep. Well, after many such longings in my mind, the God in whose hands are all our days and ways, did cast into my hand one day a book of Martin Luther's. It was his comment on the Galatians. It also was so old that he was ready to fall peace from peace if I did but turn it over. Now I was much pleased that such an old book had fallen into my hands, the which, when I had but a little way pursued, I found my condition in his experience so largely and profoundly handled, as if his book had been written out of my own heart. This made me marvel, for thus thought I, this man could not know anything of the state of Christians now, but must needs write and speak the experience of the former days. Besides, he doth most gravely also in that book debate of the rise of these temptations, namely blasphemy, desertion, and the like, showing that the law of Moses, as well as the devil, death, and hell, hath a very great hand therein, The at first was very strange to me, but considering and watching, I found it so indeed. But of particulars here I intend nothing. Only this, methinks, I must let fall before all men. I do prefer this book of Martin Luther upon the Galatians, accepting the Holy Bible before all the books that I have ever seen as most fit for a wounded conscience. And now I found, as I thought, that I loved Christ dearly. Oh methought my soul cleaved unto him, my affections cleaved unto him. I felt my love to him as hot as fire, and now as Job said, I thought I should die in my nest, but I quickly found that my great love was but too little. And that I, who had, as I thought, such burning love to Jesus Christ, could let him go again for a very trifle. God can tell how to abase us, and can hide pride from man. Quickly after this my love was tried to purpose. For after the Lord had in this manner thus graciously delivered me from this great and sore temptation, and had established me so sweetly in the faith of his holy gospel, and had given me such strong consolation and blessed evidence from heaven touching my interest in his love through Christ, the tempter came upon me again. And that with a more grievous and dreadful temptation than before, and that was to sell and part with this most blessed Christ, to exchange him for the things of this life for anything. The temptation lay upon me for the space of a year, and did follow me so continually that I was not rid of it one day in a month. No not sometimes one hour in many days together, unless when I was asleep. And though in my judgment I was persuaded that those who were once effectually in Christ, as I hoped through his grace I had seen myself, could never lose him forever, for the land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine, said God. Leviticus 25.23 Yet it was a continual vexation to me to think that I should have so much as one thought within me against the Christ, a Jesus who had done for me as he had done. And yet, then I had almost none others but such blasphemous ones. It was neither my dislike of the thought nor yet any desire and endeavor to resist it that in the least did shake or abate the continuation or force and strength thereof for it did always in almost whatever I thought intermix itself therewith in such sort that I could neither eat my food stoop for a pin chop a stick or cast mine eyes to look on this or that but still the temptation would come sell Christ for this, or sell Christ for that. Sell Him. Sell Him. Sometimes it would run in my thoughts, not so little as a hundred times together. Sell Him. Sell Him. Sell Him. Against which I may say... For whole hours together I have been forced to stand as continually leaning and forcing my spirit against it. Least happily before I was aware some wicked thought might arise in my heart that might consent thereto. And sometimes the tempter would make me believe I had consented to it, but then I would be as a tortured upon a rack for whole days together. This temptation did put me to such fears, lest I should at sometimes, I say, consent thereto, and be overcome therewith, that by the very force of my mind in laboring to gainsay and resist this wickedness, my very body would be put into action or motion, by way of pushing or thrusting my own hands or elbows, still answering as fast as the destroyer said solemnly. I will not, I will not, I will not, no, not for a thousand, thousands, thousands of worlds. Thus reckoning. Least I should in the midst of these assaults set too low a value on him, even until I scarce well knew where I was or how to be composed again. At these seasons he would not let me eat my food in quiet, but forsooth when I was Set at the table at my meat I must go hence to pray I must leave my food now and just now so counterfeit holy would this devil be when I was thus tempted I would say in myself now I am at meat let me make an end no said he you must do it now or you will displease God and despise Christ wherefore I was much afflicted with these things and because of the sinfulness of my nature. If imagining that these were impulses from God, I should deny to do it, would it not be as if I denied God, and then should I not be as guilty? Because I did obey a temptation of the devil, as if I had broken the law of God indeed. But to be brief, one morning as I lay in my bed, I was, as at other times, most fiercely assaulted with this temptation to sell and part with Christ, the wicked suggestion still running in my mind, sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him, as fast as a man could speak, against which also in my mind, as at other times I answered, no, no, not for a thousand, thousands, thousands, at least twenty times together, But at last, after much striving, even until I was almost out of breath, I felt this thought pass through my heart. Let him go, if he will. And I thought also that I felt my heart freely consent thereto. Oh, the diligence of Satan. Oh, the desperateness of man's heart. Now was the battle won, and down fell I, as a bird that is shot from the top of a tree into great guilt, fearful despair. Thus, getting out of my bed, I went moping into the fields, but God knows, with as heavy a heart as mortal man I think could bear. Where for the space of two hours I was like a man bereft of life and as now passed all recovery and bound over to eternal punishment. And with all that scripture did seize upon my soul, O profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterwards when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Hebrews 12:16 and 17 Now was I, as one bound, I felt myself shut up into the judgment to come. Nothing now for two years together, would abide with me but damnation and an expectation of damnation I say nothing now would abide with me but this save some few moments for relief as in the sequel you will see these words were to my soul like fetters of brass to my legs and in the continual sound of which I went for several months together but about ten or eleven o'clock on that day as I was walking under a hedge full of sorrow and guilt God knows and bemoaning myself for this hard hap that such a thought should arise within me suddenly the sentence rushed in upon me the blood of Christ remits all guilt at this I made a stand in my spirit With that this word took hold upon me. The blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. 1 John 1.7 Now I began to conceive peace in my soul and methought I saw as if the temper did leer and steal away from me as being ashamed of what he had done At the same time also I had my sin and the blood of Christ thus represented to me that my sin when compared to the blood of Christ was no more to it than this little clod or stone before me is to this vast and wide field that here I see. This gave me good encouragement for the space of two or three hours, in which time also, methought, I saw by faith the Son of God is suffering for my sins. But because he tarried not, I therefore sunk in my spirit under exceeding guilt again, but chiefly by the aforementioned scripture concerning Esau selling of his birthright. For that scripture would lie all day long in my mind, and hold me down so that I could by no means lift up myself for when I would strive to turn to this scripture or that for relief still that sentence would be sounding in me for ye know how that afterwards when he would have inherited the blessing he found no place of repentance Though he sought it carefully with tears, sometimes indeed I would have a touch from that in luke twenty two thirty two I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, but he would not abide upon me, neither could I indeed, when I considered my state, found ground to conceive in the least that there should be the root of that grace in me having sinned as I had done. Now was I torn and rent in a heavy case for many days together. Then began I with sad and careful heart to consider of the nature and largeness of my sin and to search into the word of God if I could in any place espy a word of promise or any encouraging sentence by which I might take relief. Wherefore I began to consider that of Mark three twenty eight All sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewithsoever they shall blaspheme, which place me thought at a blush did contain a large and glorious promise for the pardon of high offences. But considering the place more fully, I thought it was rather to be understood as relating more chiefly to those who had, while in a natural state, committed such things as there are mentioned, but not to me, who had not only received light and mercy, but who had, both after and also contrary to that, so slighted Christ, as I had done.
1: This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog,